We're going to start tonight on the sermons, uh, the series of, of the names of God. And, you know, the last time we talked about His name was I Am. We talked about how He always was. He never had a beginning. He never had an end. God never had uh, it's not constrained to time and like me and you. Amen. God has a plan. God has always been there. There's no beginning for God. Uh, like, well, that's why he could say a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. Amen. Because time don't matter to God. Uh, he, it, time, time, he don't register time. He doesn't, he doesn't have a calendar. Uh, he doesn't have a clock. And he just was. He just is. He's exists. He exists. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about Elohim, mighty creator. Amen. And I thank God for the night that we, we're going to continue maybe in the next few weeks because I have a lot of things about the names of the Lord. Hallelujah. And again, we talked about the names of God because it represents his character and who he is. Praise God. Uh, there's no greater name for God than Elohim, which makes him the mighty creator. He's the one that put everything in place. He's the one that, that put the stars and the, and, the, and the earth and, and the universe and everything in order. And it works like a clock. Uh, even scientists right now have to admit that the universe is working like a clock, like somebody put it in place. And I was talking to somebody the other day about about the galaxies where I, I feel that God has them all out there and, 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 and they, they, they connect each other. The gravity pulls them uh, together. And you know what? It keeps everything in balance so the earth can have life on it. Uh, we're talking about millions of light years away. I mean, things that we can't even see with our naked eye. And they're just seen with the telescopes and all the... the the things that's out there, especially the Hubble Space Telescope, there, there's things out there that they're picking up. It's like a, somebody's painted a picture. It's like an artist. Hallelujah. Praise God. Like somebody went out there and took a brush and, a, and, a, and painted everything. Such some of the most beautiful sights ever put on, 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 a, on a, a film. <coughs> the universe. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it because I know that we serve a big God, a mighty God, and He established everything by the words of His mouth. <laughs> God just said it, and it was. I'm starting to understand something that I don't think I know this God like I should. Well, I know Him as my Savior, but to know the glory that He and the power that He possesses is unreal. I just can't began to even fabricate in my mind how powerful this being is. And I've learned a little bit in the last few months, especially, <coughs> excuse me, that he is, his glory succeeds anything that man could even begin to imagine. We talk about the glory of God, but I don't think we understand it. We talk about his power, but I don't think we know what, is his, what his power is. Amen? Excuse me. <clears throat> Got a little scratchy throat tonight. Uh, I want you to turn with you all the way in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This is a powerful message because it brought out a lot toward me for what I've been seeing in God and His character and His power. For those that are listening on the, on the podcast you know, and, and uh, Spotify and all those other things, uh, we want you to know we welcome you to this service. Amen. There's people listening right now in Ireland. Lloyd was telling me that, that they, people from Ireland are picking up this message because we put it on the Internet. And, and, and they're listening to it. It's just that <laughs> all the way across the world. I said, man, what an amazing thing. That's why tonight we started. I said, well, we had a few. I said, I'm going to preach anyhow because we have a new audience. In Coda Homes, Louisiana, whoever would have thought people from Ireland would listen to us? (laughs) 
What a, what is amazing. And you know, God wants that to happen. God wants his message out. So he's going to open these channels where he's going to move. I'm going to tell you what, and that's just me. I've, the last times I've been preaching, I, I, feel, I feel more confident in what I'm sharing because I'm starting to understand a little bit more of the God that I'm preaching about. You understand what I'm saying? I could see some things in the Lord that I never saw, even though I was serving the Lord for years. I see His glory. I can see His power. And I can only limit to what I can see because I'm only a human being. But to know Him, my God, to know His glory, to know His presence is the greatest gift God ever gave man. Which we, We're here tonight to proclaim the great Creator, the mighty Creator, Elohim. Remember that, little Lord. Elohim which is mighty creator. In the beginning, and it's just the very first book, because I want to pick out some. In the beginning, God, Elohim, mighty creator, created the heavens and the earth. Now look, Elohim, mighty creator. This this, uh, name for God should be called, he should be named Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. The mighty creator created the heavens and the earth. You remember I said a while ago, we were talking about the message I preached on I am. Uh, he's, he's ever present. I mean, he's, 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 not, he's not constrained to time and like we are. He's, he's God. He's, you know, we use God, but I think God is, is a term that everybody knows him by. But we don't know him by his names. Elohim. You know, the great creator, Jehovah Jireh, God provides. I mean, you can go on. I have a few of them that we're going to be ministering on on Thursday night. So encourage somebody to come to church because it's going to be important. Because in his name, my Lord, I feel his character. You know what he's like. When he gives himself a name or when someone gives him a name, it's to identify what he's like. So when we say God, Elohim, we say God, mighty creator, the great God, the creator God that made everything. And, and, and it brings a spirit of worship on you when you start seeing it like that. I feel it when I start identifying with who he is and how wonderful he is and how powerful he is. It makes me want to worship him. Because I realize on this earth, I'm just a speck of dust compared to the great God. How big is God? You ever stopped and wondered how big is God? How big is this God, this being we call God? How wonderful is His power? What is He like? What does He think about every day? How is, he, how, how is his, his attitude toward me or to you, toward anyone today? Is it still the same when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? I bet it is. He hasn't changed. He's still angry. He still, he still judges. And the thing that people today can walk around, and they got them, you know, all through history, the Hitlers and the Romans and the, 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 the emperors and all these, the Babylonian, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, they all made themselves a god. Can you imagine that, a man calling himself god? They got preachers right now that are calling themselves little gods. They said, therefore, we were created in him. Therefore, as he is, I am. They say they, I am. My God, that's blaspheming. There's no God but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three make one. That's the only God I know. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we, we, we don't listen and learn who this being we call God is, we're going to mess up. We're going to fall short because we got to know what he's like. And, a lot of, and through his names, we know what he's like. And some of those names brings promise and hope. Oh, my God. It brings a hope. It's a message. His name is a message. Because his name tells about him, him being a healer and him being the righteous one and him, him being the provider and him being all of this. And we're going to go through this. It's important. We need to, we need to, we need to show God's character. 
who He is. How much do we know about this God, Elohim? How much do we understand Him? Uh, we've been coming to church quite a while and learning about God, but do we know Him? I'm not saying you don't know Him as your Savior, but do we know Him? <laughs> we have a stop to listen and focus on God. We, we're busy focusing on everything else, our lives, our people, and all that stuff. But do we ever stop to think about who He is? In my mind, I could kind of think about what I might see when I see Him, but it's so, it, it, it never, I could never, in, that's just a, sh- a, sh- a shadow, just an image, so to speak. I can't, I, I can't imagine in my heart, in my, my mind, what is God? Hallelujah. How big is this being we call God? He, he governs the universe. I, I, I just can't. And I tell people a lot of times, you don't know how big this universe is. You know, the reason why, you know, as quick as you put the light on, I said about that, about the speed of light. That's how fast the speed of light is. When you, when you put a light on, it, it, it travels at 186,000 miles a second. I mean, as far, you know, as light can travel. I mean, as you put it on, light moves. Light is traveling. You know, we put the lights on today, just glare this room. But light moving, like from the sun to the earth, we see the sun, it takes about eight minutes. That's, that's amazing, just to get from the sun to the earth. And the reason why they developed that is because there's no way by the island they can measure in size or numbers, in miles, how big the universe is. They couldn't come up with a big enough number to, to put it in, in miles, you know what I'm saying? So they developed the light year, and the light year is how far light can travel at 186 miles a second in a year. <laughs> what? I thought to myself, oh my. <laughs> so they couldn't, they had to develop the light year so they can measure the universe. So the universe is being measured by the light year. And, and that's how fast light can travel in a year at 186,000 miles per second to get to the nearest star to us. And that's Alpha Centauri. The nearest star to our solar system, what we look out, see how the light has to travel that fast for four years. <laughs> I thought to myself, and the stars you see out there are separated further than that from each other. And I said, <laughs> I said, how big is this God? <laughs> now, our, our Milky Way, where they say the solar system, uh, where our Earth and, and Mars and Sun and all those planets are in, we are in, in a solar system, I mean, uh, 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 the Milky Way. And what that is, is a, it's, a, it's a cluster of stars, some 50 billion, they just estimate 50 billion stars in our solar system. <laughs> They see light traveling at 186,000 miles per second crossing the Milky Way would take 100 million years. <laughs> oh, my head's going to hurt. <laughs> if you take a penny, or even in some cases a grain of sand, and you could point it at a certain part of the sky, I don't know exactly where, but they estimated you can cover about 1,500 galaxies under that penny. Bigger than ours. They took a picture some time ago. Of They say it's one of the greatest pictures they ever took of space. They caught from the Hubble Space Telescope 1,500 galaxies in one picture. Some billion, One galaxy has billions and billions of stars. Just one. And they call it the cluster of galaxies. So what they say is, it's, it's only what they, there's more than that. I said, how big is God? <laughs> let's bring him back, let's go back, let's come back down to the earth, okay? Let me look at, and what we can only weigh in our own mind, what we can figure out up here, because I can't figure out 1,500 galaxies bigger than ours, it takes, it takes 100 million years just to, Cross our, our Milky Way at, at 186,000 miles per second. 
Every time you count one, light went 186,000 miles. My Lord. Do you know the, the, the America's only 1,500 miles across? Just America. 186,000 miles in one second. I said, what are you that, that? God is big, says that. That's a big God. We want to get down and say, God, who am I that you're even mindful of me? Why are you even thinking about me? Why are you even considering me? But he does. I don't know how can me Bogusaki. I said he can hear every prayer of every faithful Christian all over the earth and over the planet, maybe thousands, maybe millions at one time. And he hears everyone. Every individual prayer. There's people praying all over this planet. But he hears, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to figure that out in my own head. How? You ever been in a crowd and try to make out something? Oh, man. That's all you hear, man. Babbling here, babbling there. This is, and you could hear it all. But you never say, whoa. But God did it. God does it every day. Sometimes in hours and hours, you know, at a time, he's hearing it. And I thought to myself, it kind of gives me a little, a little shadow of the book of Acts. Remember when they, they, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and everybody heard, everybody speaking his own language. I said, How? Everybody's talking in different languages, but everybody understood in their own language what was being said, all in one spot, one, one place. I, I, said, what? <laughs> I said, what a God. How in the world could he do that? Oh, listen, it makes me want to worship. I, I just want to, I just, it makes me realize who is this God? Who is this being we call God? Elohim. The mighty creator, the holy one. There's no one can take his place. Oh, my God. Okay. You can turn with me to chapter 40, Isaiah 22. And we're gonna, I want to read this to you. Isaiah. Isaiah 40, verse 22. I'm sorry. What did I say? All right. You got, you got to correct me, Mom. Hallelujah. We're living in a time where worship is very shallow in the church. And I'm not talking about this necessarily, me and you. I'm going to confess sometimes my worship is shallow. But when I start thinking about this, something's stirring in my heart. Seriously. It's stirring because it's telling me who I serve. Is a mighty creator, a mighty God, a holy one, a powerful Lord. I don't know about you, but that makes me just want to just worship him and serve him with all my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 22 says, It is he who sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Now watch. When this was written, nobody knew the earth was round. You understand what I'm saying? Scientists just realized in this century that the earth is round. God said that some 3,000 years ago, before the birth of Christ. God sits on the circle of the earth. Now you stop. We're talking about the earth. We're talking about this big blue ball of water. It looks almost like a, like a marble in space. I said, how could God sit on the circle of the earth? You know what it tells me a lot? That he's right there. It tells me that he's not far off. Hallelujah. That he's watching over the earth. The earth is his prime subject. He is, is his, his main purpose. His eyes are fixed on the earth. What he loves is on the earth. Me and you. How could he just sit? Where is he? Is he he's sitting on the circle of the earth? We were talking today, me and Boog, about, about what God's like and what heaven's like. <laughs> but you imagine that? He's sitting on the circle of the earth. 
He has to be, he has to be there for one purpose, and I believe it all my heart, is that he's looking over his church, his children, that he sees the pain and the hurt that they're going through. He's there. He's sitting there. Uh, he's not somewhere in the universe somewhere or somewhere on another. He's, he's here, Brother Allen. He's watching us. Hallelujah. He's sitting on a circle of the earth. He says, and its, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. You know, I'm an inhabitant. You're an inhabitant. We're like grasshoppers. God, listen, I was driving around my dump truck today. <laughs> I told Bogus, I said, where are all of those people going? <laughs> I mean, people are moving and going and coming and, 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 and where are they going? They're like grasshoppers. That's, that, they're, they're like ants. I mean, I, 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 thought I was getting on the road and I, I said, before I could, I got a clearing to, to get, on the, get on the highway, there comes cars all over the place. I said, I said, it was just clear. I said, where did people came from? <laughs> they're like grasshoppers, man. And that's just here. That's just here. In our areas, I mean, Lafayette, Bull Bridge, and all these areas. I mean, you ever notice that? Them big cities, man, they're like, they're like ants. He says, who stretched out the heavens like a curtain. Wow. The heavens are like somebody stretching out a curtain, a big blanket, so to speak. He spread that out. They say, right now, they estimate every human being on this planet, everyone can have 15 billion stars to himself. Seven billion, I don't want to go there. Seven billion people, they can have about 15 billion stars to each person. That's what we can observe. That's, that, that's amazing. Can own, you can own 15 billion stars by yourself. Just if you number that and you find, I'm a good, I can do good math, but I can't go that. <laughs> Seven times, and you got to go one person for 15 billion, 15 billion times. Well, never mind. <laughs> God is big. <laughs> God, God is big. He spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Hallelujah. He spreads the, 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 the he spreads the heavens like a like a garment and it's like a tent to dwell in. I mean, we're all dwelling under that those heavens. Those mighty creations of God we call stars and galaxies and, and universes and planets. This is God. <laughs> we gotta take him. So we, 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 we're so small in our worship. We can't see God being bigger than six feet so and sitting on. We don't, we don't see God bigger than, than. I mean, that's why a lot of Christians don't go too far with God. It's because I was doing it for years. I can never get God bigger than what I had in here, bigger than what I can figure out. But I have, God is much more than I can make him. God is awesome. God is powerful. I mean, this, that we don't have the ability in our mind, in our thoughts, to bring God up to the, who He is and what He's like. My thoughts, the Bible said, are not God's thoughts. My ways are not God's ways. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. But do we really think like God? Do we really understand how He thinks? What His ways are like? I doubt it. And it goes on. Well, let me, let me, let me turn to uh, Jeremiah chapter 10. I'm glad you came to church today. <laughs> Jeremiah 10. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here because I feel His presence. I, I, I feel like worshiping. Seriously, I really, I really feel like worshiping. It, it, it stirs up a desire for God in, in our hearts. Uh, I wish I knew how big God was. 
I wish. I tell you what, probably blew my head off my shoulder <laughs> trying to figure that out. <laughs> oh, God help me. What a puny little pipsqueak I am, hallelujah. Oh, what, a, what am I that is even mindful of me? I said, what man of love has a father bestowed upon me that I should be called his son or daughters? Do we really know that? Do we understand his love? Do we understand who this thing we call God is? This being we call God is? He's Elohim. What? What's his name? Elohim, mighty creator. He made every gene in our body. He made every cell of every plant, of every animal. There are things in the ocean right now. They said 90-some percent of the ocean is unexplored. They don't even know what's in it. They only explored a very little of it. They can't even fabricate what's on, on the bottom of that ocean. You know, they're coming up. I, I'm, I'm, I, you ever watch those planet shows or those animal shows? And I look at that. They got some fish in there, Brother Alan. They're glowing like, like, like they got Christmas lights in them or something. You, have, you know, I said, where did that came from? The amazing creatures that are, that are in the ocean. Where did it come from? That came all from the mind of God. I said, man, what, what kind of God is this? The power that this being possessed is unreal. We're here to worship him, y'all. This church is here to honor him and to glorify him. This is what we hear about tonight. We're here to serve Elohim, the mighty creator, the awesome God, the great God of all the universe. I'm going to tell you something. I don't ever want to see him that small anymore. I want to see him beyond what I could see him. I want to know. That this God is beyond me. It's beyond what I can think or feel. He is all, he's in a powerful being. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, uh, what I said, 10 verse 12. It says, and he made the earth by his what? <laughs> power. He made the earth by his power. He established the worlds by his wisdom. And he stretched out the heavens at his discretion. What's the other word the King James? I mean, you King James. Uh, the word discretion, it means at, at his command, at his, at his plan, at his will. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he did this according to his will. He did this according to his plan. He did this according to his direction. He did it out of his own mouth. He demonstrated his power. I tell you right now, praise God, that is, that is something more, that's further than I can figure him out for. I can't. How many, I mean, it's been coming here a long time, brother. All of us. We've been, you've been coming here a long time. We've been coming here a long time. And we're only getting to the point, and we're growing, we're learning, I'm learning. Man, I heard some good teaching in this fellowship, some good preaching, I mean, but I'm only getting to the point in my life with my walk with God that I'm starting to understand, who is this God we, we come to church to worship? Do we know him? Do we say we're going to heaven? That's not what I'm talking about. Do we understand who he is? Have we ever stopped to think about what he's like? You know what I'm saying? Is, is, is he God of all glory? What is he? Who is he? My Lord, he's Elohim. That's just one of his names. The mighty creator. Elohim, the mighty creator. Elohim, the mighty creator. And where was I? Still in 12? Well, let me, let me look at something else real quick, okay? I want to... Uh, Go back to Isaiah 45 real quick. You ought to be not too far from it. Isaiah 45. Right before Jeremiah, I think. We serve a big God. <laughs> when we pray at night, do we see this, this God I'm talking about? Let me share something with you. And that's, that's just from what I'm, I've picked up 
God is coming alive back to His church. Because a lot of preachers preaching a dead Jesus, a dead God. A lot of them are, are, are it's, 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 a, it's a business. God is a business. God is, you know, God is, uh, 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 he's almost like uh, uh, something to make money with. It's not, it's how many people we can put in our churches and how many people we can establish like sheep, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, God is not bigger than the church. I don't know if you get where I'm coming from. God is not bigger than our thoughts. God can only dwell in our own thoughts. We don't see God bigger than what we can see Him in here, Okay. And the, the church world has become dead because of it. They have come to the point where, they, where it says, well, you know, he moves if he moves, he don't if he don't. Uh, there's, no big, there's no big worship toward the God I'm talking to you about tonight. Uh, there's not, it's, not, it's not a God of glory and power that most Christians are worshiping. They're only worshiping the God that's limited to what the church is teaching them about him. That makes sense? That they can only worship the God that the preacher told them about. Or the deacons or the whatever. The denomination has put God in a box. And God, we need God, we pull him out. You know, and we put him back in. It's almost like God is, God, God's not a God of power no more. God's a God of our own wisdom. What we can make him out to be. Paul said, I didn't come with you in enticing words of men's wisdom but in power and demonstration of the power of God. He said it, 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 it's not in how good I preach or how good I teach or how, what, how good I make it sound. It's if I can demonstrate the God I'm talking about. If I can, I can operate and trust Him and operate in His power and His glory. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I've seen it through. You know, being a church member, I've watched people. Their basis of God's worship in their life is what they can feel. You get what I'm saying? It's what they can, they can it's almost like if, uh, they're looking for a feeling or they're looking for, for something. But I don't have, listen, I can go home tonight. If I, if I can really comprehend what I'm telling you tonight, if I can worship the God that I'm talking, I don't need a crowd to do it. You hear what I'm saying? It's just there. It's just worship. I mean, look at this big God we serve. Look how powerful he is, man. Who is, I mean, why are we so limited to what we can see? I can't, I can't, I can't fabricate in my mind how powerful he is, but I can, I, can, I can do this. I can make sure I understand who he is and what he is and his glory he possesses and his power he possesses. And I, I'm pretty sure that's limited in my own thoughts. How big is God? I want to know. I want to know Him, man. I, I, listen, I, I don't want to just go to church and just sing the songs and you know, and and never never know Him. I want to know Him. Like I said, you're born again. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about knowing your Father, knowing God, worshiping Him. I'm going to share something. The last few months, especially, God's been telling me something. He said, son, I'm God. I, 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 I am the glory. I am the power. I am the, the creator. I am the one that done, done all of this. You worship me. You know, I, when I came back here and I said, I'm going to say it because I want to repeat myself. I'm very repetitive when I talk about who he is. He said, son, when you go back to Coda Homes, you go back for my glory. You go back for my glory. And what I, what I, listen, I said, well, yes, sir, Lord. I, I, don't want, I don't want people to put their attention on me. I want them to put it on the Lord. So you go back for my glory. And he spoke that when I, that other message I spoke about, I am. I said, that's what you tell him. He says, I am. I am. I am. My glory. I am. So men, preachers and priests and rabbis and all these people.
People try to be God. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. He spoke to my You are not the Holy Ghost. I am not the Holy Ghost. I can't, I can't make someone serve Him. The Holy Spirit has to go down, potash, and he has, he has to deal with their hearts. And we have to be here ready for when He does. And tell them about this God that's talking to them and dealing with them. Not the little bitty peeny God that we've been preaching for a lot of years. Just, you know, we only could see him, you know, that high. God is big. And when he says he's Elohim, he's a mighty creator. I don't know if you're getting this tonight, man, but this, one, this is good, man. It, it, it brings worship in you. It wants you, makes you want to worship. The Lord, um, the Lord said, so Lord, how can I bring out who you are? I was asking, how can, I want to be able to present you, your, your, your glory and your power, your, your Holy Spirit, your Son. I want to be able to preach it where people can grab a hold of it and it bring worship to, to you. You know? To bring worship to you, God. I want, it to, I, I want as a minister, as a pastor over here, if I've done that, Y'all, if I can preach a message that would make you worship God, I've done it. We want the, the world to come to Christ, but the church has lost off their first love. They've, they've walked away from the worship. They've gotten away from their God. Because they don't see it in the preachers, and they don't see it in other Christians, and they don't see it in the church. They don't see it in the choir. They don't see it. All they hear is words. Words. No power. Good speeches. You know, I, they got preachers that can preach theology, man, and preach doctrine 15 times better than I can. But all it is to them is a theology. It's all them it is is a doctrine. If none of what a lot of them is not saying is true, they haven't yet experienced the God who they're talking about. They haven't experienced the power of that God yet. They haven't experienced the light of that God yet in their hearts. They're just preachers. It's a job for a lot of them. You know, it's where they go to work on, on, on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays and Sunday morning and Sunday. It's, it's a job. They're not, a lot of them not really thinking about who he is. How big I can build my ministry. Not God's. And that's what I'm saying. That's how a lot of people are. It's how big they can build their churches. And how, 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 how I was listening the other day when this passing that, that Corona stuff started. So that preacher got up. He said, I'm going to open my doors of my church. I said, man. I said, I didn't know it was yours. I said, I didn't know this church. I, I thought it was God's church, brother Adam. My church. My, my, my doors are going to be open at my church. I don't have no church. I'm part of one just like you. <laughs> I don't own this building. You don't own this building. God can burn this thing to the ground if he wants. Hallelujah. Thank God we have a place we can come to worship him. Thank God we can have a place to come and learn about Jesus. Thank God we ought to praise him for that. This is our little sanctuary. This is our little our little. Our little Church where we can come together and, and, and grow in the grace of God and grow in the knowledge of God and grow in the power of God. This is the place that he put for us. The devil wants these doors closed. The devil would like the lights to be turned out. And the dust settle on the building and the grass take over the whole property. He would like to see that. He, he says, I've won. He'd say, I've won. He's not going to win, says Ethel. We're not going to let him win. We're going to continue and believe the God I'm talking about tonight can do anything. There's nothing he cannot do. There's no, nothing is impossible with him. We're talking about the God that made everything I just told you about. You don't think he could fix this little church? But he loves it. I'm going to tell you what, God loves this place. You know, it's going through a lot of trials in the last couple of years. But there's only one way up now, it's up. <laughs> hey, listen, 
We're going to be serious. We're going to make it happen. But it's going to be in his power, not in mine. I, I'm, only, I'm only the vessel that's standing up here. That's all I am. I said it the other night. I'm, I'm the messenger. I'm not the message. Don't, no, I can't, I can't create a speck of dust <laughs> off the, on the ground. But my God done it. Amen? I'm preaching like we got a full church tonight. Amen? <laughs> What I said, what I was, Isaiah 45, verse 12. I have made the earth and created man on it. I, my hands, stretched out the heavens. And I like it. I, who? God, my hands, stretched out the heavens. And all their hosts have I commanded. God commanded the stars in place. God commanded the, the, the universe in place. God commanded the planets in place. God commanded the galaxies in place. He commanded them. You know, I was thinking about, they got, no, I'm not going to mention their names, in Texas, these preachers that are over there, mostly, and, and, and they, they're saying they, they're some little gods. They, they just like Jesus. They once stated that he, any Christian could have died for the sins of the world. I said, man. Because now we're gods, just like Jesus is God. I am. One of them said, Jesus said, I am. He said, I am too. I have, I, have, I have some advice for them people. If they're God, why don't they go empty them hospitals? They're dying of cancers and disease. Why? Why, 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 don't, why don't they go speak life into dead bodies that, that go into the mortuaries? Why, why don't they, if they're gods, why don't they do all of that stuff? You know why? Because they're not God. If they're so powerful like God, if they think they're God, why, why, we, why speak, speak, speak corona away? Why don't you speak uh, diseases away? Why don't you go empty every, uh, every, every graveyard? Why don't you go do that? I, you know, I've seen people buried a lot and it ain't coming out. You know why? Because, you know, maybe they're not God. <laughs> I know they're not God. <laughs> I mean, if, if they're so powerful and they could, I mean, hurricanes and tornadoes and, I mean, why don't they speak them things dead? I mean, there's a lot of people would be grateful for that. You know? Why, why, why don't they speak to these, these, like I said, these storms and... Because they're not God. They say we're little gods. You're not even that. That's what they call them. With a small g. <laughs> the Bible don't never say man created anything. You know what I think? A lot of them. I got a word for them. The Bible calls them filthy lucres. Living off the fat of the people. God help us. We need my Lord, I didn't come here to get rich. <laughs> I came here to preach. <laughs> Look, I thank God that God is making a way for this little church. I'm telling you, I've seen some good things. People excited. And, I mean, like Sunday, I, I, I like people happy in church. I had Brother Mike used to joke with me when I'd come to church. I'd be laughing. He said, you can't, you're in church, you're not supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was joking <laughs> but it's true if you can't be joyful in church we're Coda Homes Full Gospel Coda Homes Fellowship and we're supposed to be fellowshipping right yeah, amen. and it does me good to hear people happy with each other and just join each other that's what God wants we need each other okay we need, we need each other's prayers. We need each other's testimonies. We need each other's encouragement. Uh, we need Elohim. Right? Because he wants to bless his church. Hallelujah. I'm almost finished, okay? Jeremiah, back to Jeremiah again, 32. Right before Isaiah. After. After. Isaiah, you sure? All right. Isaiah 32, Jeremiah 32, I'm sorry. 
Hallelujah. Okay. We serve a big God. <laughs> Jeremiah 32:17. Good verses. You know, there's one place in the Bible where God measured the oceans in his hands. You thought, <laughs> you know how big the ocean is? Huh? He said he measured them and he poured them out. He poured out the waters upon the seas. I think about, man, put it, the oceans in his hands? Oh. <laughs> oh my. Verse 17 says, O Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Did, you, did y'all read that? There is nothing. He said he identified his great creation and he looks at us and says, there's nothing too hard for him. Don't think God can't take care of your, your prayers. Don't think, God, don't, don't think God can't do the things that are powerful in your life. We need this Elohim. He is the creator, the mighty creator. He is the one that sent his son to die on the cross. He is the one. It ain't me, it ain't you, it ain't a preacher, it ain't a priest, it ain't, it ain't a church or a denomination. He is the one. Elohim, the mighty God. He is the one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more verse left. And this is going to be in Amos. It's a small prophet of Amos. Well, let me just paraphrase for you. Because... Uh, Amos 9, 6 talks about how God poured, his wa- poured the waters upon the face of the earth. God poured the waters upon the face of the earth. 70% of the earth right now is covered in water. 70%. That's not including North Pole and South Pole and Antarctica. Those places are frozen in ice. But all that is is frozen water. So God poured out in Amos 9, 6, his waters upon the face of the whole earth. And I thought about that stuff and I said, how big is God? Do you ever seen the oceans? Do you ever, you ever saw what, I mean, the water... I mean, the power that the oceans possess, I mean, the, the, the storms and, and the waves and, and, and the current, the, the, uh, the currents. And, and, I mean, it's awesome. The oceans are powerful. But God said he poured it out. He put it in his hands. And he did this. <laughs> oh, boy. Here, here it is. And God's spirit moved upon the waters. Remember that? God made the waters, and he made the seas, and he made the creatures, and he made it. Listen, this is an awesome being. I tell you what, I, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this tonight, and I ain't doing it very good credit. I'm not, I, listen, I, can, I, can, I, can't, I can't get beyond what I can understand, you know, because he's much more than what I'm talking about tonight. It's much more than what we can fabricate. He's just powerful. And he loves us. And he's here in Coda Homes. <laughs> you remember that story when, and I'm closing with this, but when, Mo, when uh, Noah built the ark. And I thought about that many times. I said, God is so big, but he can become so small where he can fit into something. What I'm saying is that he, he told Noah, he said, go, come down and all that you have into the ark. Where does God have to be to say, come in? He's got a, he's in the ark. <laughs> Noah didn't travel them ways by himself, little Lord. God was there. You mean that big God, that mighty God, 
could come down and, and visit with me and, and guard me and watch over me and make sure I'm protected and provided for. <laughs> don't ask me how. I can't, I don't understand it. But he does. Amen. Because he, he every every soul that's in this earth right now that loves him, that's born again, his eyes are upon them. When David said, uh, uh, he was a man after God's own heart. I tell you what, that's a big heart. <laughs> oh, my God. What a big God we serve. A loving God that loves us and gave himself for us. Sending his son to die on the cross for us. I'm going to tell you something. I don't deserve Jesus dying on the cross for me. But he did. He loved us enough. This mighty God, this Elohim, mighty creator, was born in the form of Jesus and came and let his creation nail him to a cross. Oh, my. Let his creation nail him to a cross. The same God that made them dwelled in Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, John 1, 1. His Word made everything. Jesus was there, Brother Allen. He was, he, he was there when God did it all. He helped do it. He helped create it. There was nothing that was not made that was not made without Jesus. We talk about Elohim. We're talking about Elohim in Christ. Yes, there's a Father, and yes, there's a Son. Yes, there's a Holy Spirit. The three agree in one. But Jesus is God in the flesh. Emmanuel, another name for Him, meaning God with us. What a powerful, powerful, powerful God we serve. Hallelujah.